1: We have him. He is here, the Impact World Champion. He defeated Kushida at Impact Rebellion. You've seen him on the channel plenty of times. You see him right below, right there. He is Steve Macklin. Steve, how you doing on this Monday?
2: I am doing great. Just got back from the gym, sitting here. I got uh, the old
1: title sitting over that's...
2: and hanging out. Just
1: chilling. How are you guys? Great. Doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having so much me. Much it.
3: So... I got I, right off the bat. I'm just gonna say at least, I'm in Toronto. Uh, I I I was at Rebellion and I was at the the uh, Rebellion Fallout. Uh, what's your beef with Canadians, Steve Macklin? Why do you hate us so much? Just doing my job
2: as an American. Just be a smug, obnoxious uh, American. Nothing against Canada, but America's the best country in the world.
3: You realize that Impact's about to spend like most of the summer in Canada, right? Like you. I know.
2: <laughs> That's the point. <laughs>
3: I just, I just want to make sure that everyone knows. Hey, if you're not hated,
2: career.
1: you know, I guess I'm not doing my job
2: right.
3: It's a valid point. Jeremy, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I mean, Diana kind of, you know, she's breaking kayfabe, selling you out. She's like, Steve, my husband, sweetest person in the world on television, hates Canada, hates everybody, just, just attacking everything. Is it if you could pinpoint one thing that you hate about Canada, what would it be? Scott DeMore. That's nah, fair. That's fair. Yeah.
2: Best best job in the world where I get to win the title and uh, hit the president in the same night. So uh, it's it's pretty good. I know a lot of people probably won't hit their president right now. So uh, it, it it was a
3: good feeling. Well, I mean, after that whole uh, encounter with Scott Demore at Rebellion, uh, you then had to uh, stand up to a famous Brit who is back with Impact Wrestling, Nick Aldis. Uh, talk to me about the potential of maybe a one-on-one match, Steve Macklin and Nick Aldis coming up in the future. I mean, I I, I don't think you're going to be ducking the man, but uh, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking here? Because you you did stand up to him.
2: I did. And, uh, you know, it's funny how that family likes to kind of just stay in the limelight of everything and try to be in that spotlight. And uh, while the future is trying to push forward, we have to try to stick in the past a little bit. But uh, if you want to shop the Impact World title, you has to go earn it like I did, so.
1: And before, you, don't just get,
2: you don't
1: just get to waltz in <laughs> uh when we spoke to diana last week we we brought up the the topic of potentially you and her against uh Aldis and mickey and she said that you guys aren't really interacting on screen she's a babyface now you are the most hated man uh in in all of canada and impact is that something you would be interested in down the line though if it made sense
2: Again, if it made sense, that's usually how both of us work. And that's how I like to do business anyway in the world of pro wrestling is if it makes sense, like that's the only way to do it. Uh, Why are we doing things? Why am I doing this? Is always the question I have towards creative. And that would have to be one of those things where, okay, we're we're in this perfect world where we don't exist in impact wrestling. How do we come about and where does that world collide with both of us Uh, from where we are in the real world as a married couple to uh, in impact wrestling?
1: Do you think you inspired your wife uh, at Impact Rebellion? Because moments after you won the title, she goes out there and wins the title. Do you think it was, uh, one, inspiration? Or two, maybe a little bit like, he can't be the only champion in the family right now. Like, I got to come home with a title as well. Yeah, I
2: I hope I did. Uh, It's funny because we tried to avoid each other the whole day just because we're both kind of emotional for – Kind of for what we were able to possibly do by the end of the night, and that's being a married couple in the same company winning the world titles on the same night in our divisions. And it's funny, I came through the curtain, and uh, as happy as I was, everybody was kind of avoiding me because it just hit the boss. But then there's my wife uh, standing there trying to not look at me, but also just be like, I love you, but leave me alone. Uh, just let me go do my match. <laughs> So it's just one of those things where we finally embraced later on in the night, and she posted the photo not too long after that night, or I think the next day, uh, where it was one of those moments where we didn't have to say anything to each other, we just smiled and were laughing just because of where we were a few years ago together, when she was let go the year before I was, and just for the opportunities that Impact has given us, and uh, for how we've just come into our own, where we've believed in ourselves, and she's the one that's believed in me the most out of anything, and she knew what I was capable of. And I know I had a lot of supporters out there and people knew what I was able to do. It's just I was never given that opportunity. So the day that I did get that call when I was let go was the moment I knew. I was, all right, cool. This is all on me right now. And uh, here we are two years later, Impact World Champion, getting ready for Chicago and uh, Slugfest this week.
3: Did the two of you ever talk about what it would look like to both be holding your respective singles championships and, and just how that would feel together? No,
2: uh, it never was a thing. I don't know. I don't. You, we get into wrestling. At least I know I got into wrestling to be a pro wrestler. Yes, you want to be the world champion. You want a main event WrestleMania. You want to do that. Like you want to be the guy. But once you get into this business, you see how it works, and you're behind the scenes all the day and hitting the grind. It's just you enjoy pro wrestling, and when you're given those opportunities and moments that happen organically, and this is something that just kind of happened organically. Uh, that just so happened to be, we both have a title match on the same pay per view that both gets changed. Her was supposed to be her and Mickey James, uh, or triple threat at first, and she didn't know what she was getting into, and then it became her and Jordan. Mia, I was supposed to get Josh Alexander, or it could have been Kushida, you never know. But it ended up being Kushida, so it's, I don't, things happen in wrestling, we don't know why.
0: Say goodbye
2: Uh, injuries happen maybe for the better we don't know for long-term storytelling and that those aspects as well um but we just it's a cool feeling and a cool moment and it took a little bit to kind of get there as well where we both realized what we had just done and it's just it's cool it's it's an awesome feeling and just happy right now and i know the hard work is ahead of me right now as the impact world champion and Putting that uh, company and uh, the brand on my back, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that.
1: How much pride do you take in, like, now being the, the face of the company? Because elsewhere you were used how you were used, and then you come into Impact, and they immediately is like, we got something in this guy. And they let you showcase how you are more, more of yourself. And now they trust you enough to where they put you in, in the spot to, to give you the world title. And now, like, you are the, the face of the, the male division.
2: It's cool. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it's cool. It's just, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the trust that they have in me creatively. I walked in the door and I kicked down the door, I even said it the other night. Uh, that's exactly what I did when I came to Impact. I wasn't going to let anybody tell me no. Uh, and if they were going to tell me no, I was going to ask why. And I'm going to try to push this to how much I can to get myself out there of who I am and where I want to be. And that was to become the Impact World Champion. And that was my goal. Uh, to be the face of the company, it, it's just To me, that's like an afterthought because that's just what the fans see you as. Like You can be the world champion, but somebody else can be the face of the company as well. You never know uh, who it is and the guy that people want to go to or gravitate to, and that's where where most people build to. And I think I had that steam from the moment I walked through the door and was building to this story of becoming Impact World Champion.
3: There was a really interesting time, uh, and I cover Impact for for Fightful. I do the post shows. Uh, So I got to see this a lot in real time, of the story of Josh Alexander, as champion, defeating a lot of Impact and TNAs, past champions, past stars, while you were almost silently in the background um, kind of building your own momentum to what would have been a match with Josh Alexander at Rebellion. When did you kind of realize that the two of you were having a story surrounding the Impact World Championship and Josh's reign being at the center of that? Of course, we know everything changed and you ended up with Kushida, but just kind of leading into uh, what would have been with Josh, when did we realize that your stories were starting to collide?
2: When he was X Division champion. uh, I kind of knew that's where we are going to go because we both knew we wanted to work together, and that's where we're like, there's something here we can get our styles clash, but also gel together so much. And I just think it m- makes for the perfect matchup. And it was funny. I was watching the Brett and Austin uh, documentary last night on a uh, and And it's just funny to just kind of watch that story. I'm like, oh, shit, this is kind of us uh, in a way. Like we can take a little bit of that. And then uh, it's just funny to um, bounce ideas off each other. And just that there's that competition between us as well. And that is somebody that I'm looking forward to once he is healthy to uh, – Challenge me for my Impact World title. I know he says he didn't lose it, but uh, injuries happen. Don't be overzealous and uh, try to be prideful in what you do, I guess.
3: Well, coming up at Impact Under Siege in May, you've got uh, a tall order. You have PCO, as announced this past week. Uh, how How do you prepare for a man that basically hates his own body and uses it as a projectile to take out any opponent that he faces?
2: I think you should ask the same question with me. Uh, I've done, I do the same in my own right. And I've also beaten him multiple times. So it's, uh, just try to adapt and do the same thing that I've been doing. And I know as much as you say, I'm generic in my own way on your show each week. Uh, I try to, uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I watch every week, Joel.
3: Joel, I watch every what are week. you doing? Not once have I done that. I'm... I watch
2: every week. <laughs> Last week you
3: did. Maybe <laughs> oh, hey, I don't know who did. I, 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 you know, so Joel's,
1: forth. you know, Joel's Canadian. Can you beat him up? Like, I mean, I know you could beat him up, but, like, just well, yeah, can you beat him up? I could beat him up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Look,
2: he's popping the neck, getting all loose. Ready <laughs> to
1: go. <laughs> Let's go. Stretch him. Just stretch his neck out.
2: But, I no, actually- I do watch the show every week just because I like to know what you guys are thinking, what you're feeling, and uh, getting ready for <laughs>
3: – <laughs> It's just one of those <laughs>
2: – There he is.
3: <laughs> do it. Ah. Please do it. Please uh. do it. Totally because you can't, Sean
2: I'm sure Dole will get a bigger pop than Sean, though.
3: <laughs> Low bar, friends. Low bar. So hold on. Let's, okay, let's talk about strategy for a second. Yeah. Uh, you had a match with Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship on Impact TV. Yeah. It was a pure rules match, and you were one of two people to have a Ring of Honor World Title match on Impact TV, the other guy being Chris Saban. Did you have to approach that match any differently? Because, I mean, it's different rules when you're facing a, a pure rules match. What, uh, what kind of went into that? I know it was like, you know We're over a year back at this point. But yeah. Talk to me about uh, Gresham and, and facing him in a pure rules match.
2: Pure technical genius he is. Uh, one of the best in the world. Uh, doesn't get enough credit for it. I know people talk about it, but he needs to get more credit for that, for how good he is. And that was one of those matches going into that just, I was open-minded because I'm like, this is your realm. Teach me how we can make these rules work and put into a story and how can we make this work to be pure just awesomeness and for the 12 minutes I think we had in the match I think we made the most of that story and tried to tell that story especially with the rules that go into it and I think that's one of those things in pro wrestling where even in tag wrestling where if you abide by the rules and you make the rules mean something it makes the story in the match so much better and that was one of those ones that I'm very proud of to have and I think uh, a lot of people have come to me and said like oh I've really enjoyed that match between you and Gresham I would love to see that again and maybe maybe down the road that's somewhere we do go. Uh, I would love to do another match like that just because it pushed me to my limits as well on the technical side because I'm not the most technical wrestler in the world, but I know how to adapt to it and work with it. So uh, I'm very proud of that one. And uh, back to PCO at Under Siege. Um Again, I'm adaptable. He's a crazy old Canadian man, monster, whatever you want. to. He's a myth. I don't know how he is still able to walk correctly. I don't know how he can do the things he can do, but that's just it—he's Frankenstein. And uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this match in Under Siege in uh, London, Ontario, because I've never been there for one, and also to beat another Canadian in Canada would be great.
3: Look, I'm not going to say you're better off not going to London, but you're better <laughs> off not going to London. Well, you buried it, not me. That's fine. <laughs> it's near me, so I can say it. You don't have to. Is it like, you like the
2: New ball. Jersey of Canada, or is that Windsor? <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, that's probably more like Windsor. It's also close enough to the border that you can get out when you need to. Gotcha. I get it. London is like, London's a school town, right? You're, you're right near Western University, so there's a lot of really cool stuff around it. I don't know. I'm debating going out to London because it's about two hours from where I am. I'm debating it. We'll you
1: see. should go and get your ass kicked by Steve Macklin, I Joel. Probably would.
3: I probably would.
1: Jeremy- you, you know, Joel is, Joel is the fightful champion. I, I don't it's know true. how, but you can beat him and you can just take the Fightful Championship, just add another belt to the collection, Steve. I could, yeah. We well, need a true the champion. The,
2: well, the wife's the one that puts the titles on there. I just,
1: just keep <laughs> mine right here until keep it nice and close. It's we need true. a good representative with that title, not this guy over here. We needed a real American, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Community. Exactly. Uh, the match with Kushida, it was. It obviously came together um, late in the game because of, of Josh Alexander's injury. I think... For me, like the difficult part, and maybe for a lot of fans, is like everyone just kind of thought you you were going to win. It's like, well, Kushida's not going to win this match; so they're going to put the title on Maclet. But then, when you watch the match, you guys did such a great job of like selling that Kushida was going to win. Did you find that to be like the challenge going into that match? Like, how can we sell that everyone just expects me to win? I was supposed to get the title shot anyway. It's I've been the person who had the trajectory here. Kushida's kind of the the outsider guy coming in. Was that the difficulty going into the match, and then? The the layout of it I thought was fantastic though, and again you guys sold really well on believing on making fans believe that Kushida could win.
2: No, that was very much uh, proud of how everything came out, and uh, for the story that we got to tell of the hoverboard lock and the build up into it. And he's Kushida is just one of the best in the world. He's the new version of Jushin Thunder Liger in today's generation, and he's just so talented and so effortless, and moves so just just effortless, and I, I'm very happy with the match and that I was able to share the ring with him and then also beat him for the Impact World title. And going into it, it was one of those ones where everybody kept saying it was the biggest night for me, but it was also the biggest match for him as well because a lot goes into it um, for both sides of it. And just, yeah, I'm very proud of that. It was very hard to try to get people to get behind him mid-match. I was trying to think of ideas of, like, what is going to make people believe that he's going to win and where people are saying, oh, well, it's going to Steve Macklin. That's the sure sure end of the deal. That I was going to beat Josh Alexander in his hometown of Toronto and beat the longest reigning Impact World Champion, which was the story uh, that we were trying to get to and that we were building to that people were behind. So how do we shift that to Kushida? And then how do we get people behind Kushida? And I think creatively, Jimmy Jacobs, Robert Evans, everybody on the creative side really just kind of, we built that up. And again, injury is a blessing in disguise because it happened organically in Windsor where we had a good storytelling of the vacated title, where that was just its own promo segment turned into just gold, I thought. I thought we did good business that day with that, of Josh with his family and Jen and Jet there, and Scott, of course, having to stick his nose in there and be the center of attention as always. Uh, so it's just one of those things, that just all it all came together and worked in the end, and I was, I was very proud of the match and the way it came out at Rebellion.
3: So speaking of Kushida, Jushin Thunder Lager, stars from Japan, uh, we found out that uh, we will be having Multiverse United 2, for whom the bell tolls, that'll be Impact Wrestling in conjunction with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, We asked Yana the same question, we'll ask you, who do you see yourself facing at that event from New Japan Pro Wrestling? Kenta, give me Kenta. I've been
2: calling out Kenta for the longest time. He is a match that I've wanted for so long. Granted, I'll take on anybody from New Japan, but Kenta's the one just because I wanted it the first multiverse, and that didn't happen. He had Suzuki, which is fine. Uh, that's just the way it goes. And uh, there were other plans on my end, but Kenta's one of those ones where I, he's someone I look to in this business, and I, I respect, and I, I want to put my t- I want to put my uh, my balls on the line of going against Kenta.
1: If that makes oh, any yeah. sense, I just
2: I'm, I oh. want to test myself by going against him.
1: Kenta, I mean, you mentioned Kashida being like the Jushin Thunder Liger. Kenta, another just underrated guy from from Simon Roh and all the great matches he had there, and still going strong. I mean, strong open weight champion, still going yeah. strong. Yeah, can we make? The, we got to make that match happen. I mean, it's it's right in front. Of, what are we doing, Scott Samor? It's above our pay
2: grade. So <laughs> I like all it I can though. Do is that... Put it out to the universe and people speak and talk about it. So that's where the Twitter people and the Instagram people can do their uh their magic. So please, fans.
1: Hey, look, the, the headline's already written. The article's coming. Steve Macklin wants Kenta. We'll continue. We'll push this out there. We'll push this out there. I like that. Uh, you mentioned New Jersey. London, I guess, is the the Canada of New Jersey. Diana Perrazzo, big fan of Jersey Shore. Does she make you watch these reality television shows that she she's, uh, she's a fan of?
2: Uh, right now, she's uh, on a kick. Uh, what is one of the home makeover shows? They're redoing this town. We watch a lot of Food Network uh, a lot of HGTV, which we like because we're getting older, and that's the thing we like. I guess that's what you do when you're a married couple. You see projects people do, and you're like, oh, we could do that, and then we don't. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, really not so much the reality shows. I usually kind of go to another room and watch something else or go play Call of Duty or Madden uh, when she's watching those shows just because I try not to waste my time of gym tan laundry. Gentan laundry is where it's at, though. None of them were from New Jersey. They're all New
1: Yorkers.
2: (laughs) You don't fist pump? When you you go out, you're not fist pumping? No, I pump my own gas now.
3: (laughs) Uh, From pumping your own gas to getting hyped up before a match, what are you listening to to get hyped up? What gets you hyped up before a match?
2: Uh, Usually I'm puking my guts out. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, I, I have this... Just nervous, anxiety tick. It happened to me in growing up in high school football and wrestling uh, where I just get this knot and have this urge to go throw up. And I become draws uh, with Vince McMahon in the background of he's got a puke. But um, it's just one of those things that just happens to me, and I kind of pace a lot. So not so much music just because I like to go over my match. I like to talk to myself a lot. Or I'm usually joking around with Deanna, and we both yell at each other to go away because we're trying to call our matches to each other. So that's usually my warm warmup, um, which is great. And then the funny story is like Blake and I, all the time, he would laugh and we'd be in Gorilla. I forgot what takeover it was. We are getting ready to go out the curtain and the Viking Raiders had all their Viking people there for their entrance. And we're both sitting there doing smelling salts. I do the smelling salt with that straight ammonia. And then I just go right over the trash can and puke my guts out. And all these extras are just like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, it's okay. I normally do this every day. And then just walk off through the curtain. So I'm like, wow, that had to be a culture
3: shock for them. Don't worry, guys. It's all part of the show. It's all it's part normal. Of the- <laughs> it's normal. It's normal routine.
1: The smelling salts are a big thing. I did not realize how big they were. Josh. Josh Bishop was telling us how he just does smelling salts like before oh, his matches. This is right. like, just get you going. That oh little thick vapor rub in the nostrils. Oh my gosh, Steve! I know we gotta we gotta let you go here. So it's before we okay. let you go. Let let uh let everybody know where they can find you at uh, besides Impact Wrestling uh, Thursday nights APM shirt on Access TV and YouTube. Like you said, Thursday night Impact
2: Access TV this week. Uh, we're gonna be on Friday and Saturday in Chicago for Slugfest. So tickets are still available, I think so. Uh, very limited, but uh, come on out. You can follow me at Steve Macklin on Twitter and Instagram, my pro wrestling tee, Steve Macklin store, and Impact Shop as well. Uh, so yeah. Follow if you want to check out uh, my wiener pics all the time.
1: Uh, mostly my dogs
2: uh, on no. my Instagram.
1: Come on, I have dachshunds. Okay. I was going to say, like, you could follow him on Twitter and watch, uh, yeah. see him show his wiener on Twitter if, if yes. that's what you want to do.
3: Can I sneak in one last? I got to sneak in one last question. Go ahead. Would you, would you fight a child? Yes. Okay, just want to make that sure. Just want to make sure. If the money's right, Yes. Oh, if the money's right. Okay, so I, um, I'll bring my uh, maybe I'll bring my kid to London. And we'll we'll have him. He's one year old. Can you beat up? Oh, a, a two for one special, hit
2: Steve? No, no. Are we talking a child or an infant? <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> depends. Depends if you swing <laughs> that day.
1: You get a two for one special though, Steve. You get to beat up uh, Joel. No, that's No, that's gonna be the worst headline in
2: the world. The dirt sheets are gonna write down.
1: <laughs> beat an infant. No,
2: don't do that to me. No. <laughs> But if the money was right, I'd hit a child.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: in, right? in a wrestling ring. In a wrestling ring.
3: Thank you for clarifying. Steve in Macklin. Steve Macklin, thank you so much for joining us on In the Weeds. We really appreciate it.